Welcome to Totally Lit, the podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host Kai. Thank you for listening. My guest this episode is Leanne Lim from Ethical Books. After completing a bachelor's degree in creative writing in Melbourne, Leanne currently works with Ethical Books to review, critique and shortlist picture book manuscripts for publishing. She is especially fond of stories that have something large to say, despite being geared towards an audience of little ones. The Ethical team are extremely excited to introduce their manuscript assessments. Each assessment is designed to help your manuscript to be the best it can be and give you handy hints for your future works. In order to book in your manuscript assessment, please do the following. Email your manuscript as a Word document to Ethical's editorial associate on leanne at ethicalbooks.com. Please note that all manuscripts must be a thousand words or less as per publishing guidelines. Leanne will invite you to book in your review time as well as send you payment processing details. More information on the assessments and costs can be found at www.ethicalbooks.com. Hi Leanne, welcome to Totally Lit. Hi, Kai, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, Could you tell our listeners how you got into publishing? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, first of all, I'm really excited to be here. But uh, secondly, yeah, so I started my creative writing degree in uni. Uh, at first, I actually was interested in writing myself. But I think through throughout my degree and my bachelor's, I was really interested in editing more specifically. There's just something about helping other people with their vision that really appeals to me. Um, so I knew that that's what I wanted to get into. By my final year of uni, I was like, oh, okay, I really need to get an internship, you know, get some experience, see what's out there. So I applied for an internship with Ethical. I actually did like a cold call, which was really lucky that they um, replied and were were interested in my help. Um, But yeah, so then for my internship at Ethical, that's when I started like working with them. And that's my main basis of my publishing knowledge. But yeah. And so you did your creative writing degree. What sort of, were you writing children's books? Was that your goal? Or what sort of work do you do in your own writing? Yeah, so that's actually really interesting. I definitely did not start writing um, picture books to begin with. Um, I was a short story and poetry writer. Um, I think you'd find that if if you do have an assessment with me or anything. But when I edit, I look a lot at the language. And I think that's really from my poetry background. I look a lot at lines and how they sound, the rhythm and things like that. So I think there's a lot of transferable skills or knowledge, I suppose, from those forms that go into picture book writing. Like, I mean, if you think about it, picture books can also, if you think about it, be short stories. Um, it's the same sort of form and style. Mm. So Ethical is a relatively new publisher. Can you tell me how it came into being? So uh, Tegan and Stu actually founded Ethical, and it was founded in March 2020. Um, this happened when Tegan's mother tragically passed away. So her sons were very young at the time, and to help them remember their grandma, Tegan actually created a children's book, which was the oh, inspiration beautiful. for a book. Yeah, for for the book called um, When Grandma Was the Moon. So like once they did this, they loved the process just so much that they thought, you know, why not? Let's just do this full time. And they wrote their own selection of children books. And now, yeah, both authors are super passionate about sustainability and also just disappointed that most children books are printed on rainforests and um, aren't using sustainable 
products or, you know, like paper and ink, for example. Um, so that's why the focus on environmental themes and sustainability is uh, really present in most of the books that they publish. But yeah. And Ethical has been running some wonderful author and illustrator competitions. How has the engagement been from the creative community? Oh, yeah, it's been just so fantastic. Like we, the community is always so interactive and uh, very, very ecstatic, I want to say, to sort of, you know, show us their work and show us the sort of things that they've been up to. It's really great to see that everyone is always so on board. We get like just so bombarded with submissions whenever we run competitions but that's really a good thing because then there's it's you know it's good for us to know what is everyone sort of interested in what is the next thing that we could publish you know we're always on the lookout for that and you still have your submissions running all year round though as well is that right yes yes of course and in 2022 do you think there'll be some upcoming competitions for people to look out for yes i mean we don't have anything set in stone at the moment but it it's, uh, it's not far off to think that, yeah, we'll definitely run more. But uh, we do also have four new books lined up for next year, so that's also oh, really that's exciting. exciting. And is yeah. that, that about the amount of books you publish per year? It can really depend. Uh, it depends on the shortlisting rounds and uh, what we're looking for. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit difficult to say, but maybe around there or a, few, a couple more. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me about the ethical... manuscript assessment service yeah sure so um for me because i do a lot of the shortlisting i'm usually the one that kind of understands what ethical especially looking for but also publishing in general what sort of themes and ideas i get a lot of feedback from tegan and Stu. so i like to pass this along to authors and give them feedback on their manuscripts in particular um i just give them feedback on anything really depends on whether it's a brief or an in-depth assessment but for most people, this can be anything from the plot to character development, dialogue, um, even potential illustrations. Um, just things like that to really help them with their writing, help them improve and edit their work for, for their next drafts, um, what they could be doing better, what they're already doing well. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely try to make sure that the feedback makes sense for the particular individual writer um, and their skill level um, and try to tailor the, f- the feedback that I have for them to their vision of the story. Um, but I do have a big focus on the fund- fundamentals of storytelling as well, making sure that at the end of the day, the story makes sense and it's also really engaging. I have read on the blog on your website that some of your manuscript assessments have received contracts after working with you. Is that right? Yes, definitely. I've had a couple now, I think, um, just in the recent months, which has been very exciting to hear. That's great news. Very exciting. Um, But not necessarily with Ethical, though, with other publishers. Is that right? Yes, yes. I definitely try to encourage all authors to submit to multiple places, not just have it go to one place. Mm. So the purpose of having you on today, I've been interviewing lots of authors but I also want to chat with other members of the publishing industry so that aspiring authors can get tips and tricks and understand how the um, industry works. Um, I've invited some of our listeners to submit some questions that they um, would like to ask you about the publishing industry. So first off I've got a question, how many words does a picture book manuscript need to be? 
So usually it's around 500 to 700 words, but um, I think most publishers would accept manuscripts under 1,000 in general, but trying to keep it to 500 to 700 is usually best. And are there any themes or topics that, uh, well, I guess I've asked what, we've asked what you were looking for, but is there anything in general that's um, on theme at the moment? For ethical, we're definitely looking more for um, things about animals and nature, just in general. But it's hard to say. It's not really... I think with publishing, it's less so what people are looking for, less so and more so like what is too much or too saturated in the market right now. Um, For example, especially children's books, there are so many manuscripts about managing emotions. Yes. Um, So I don't want to say like to avoid writing about that or anything, but you'd probably have a more difficult time um, having a publisher pick that up uh, as opposed to something that maybe is less saturated. Hmm. So it's important to do your research, I guess, on what publishers have already published. Yes, definitely. Especially for like the small publisher, like Ethical, for example. Like if we see a story that we like, but it's too similar to something we've already published, no matter how good it is, it would be difficult to have those two compete. Right, okay. Um, and so I've got another question here. How long does it take from the time you submit your manuscript to when you will hear if a publisher is interested in publishing your manuscript? Uh, this is a really difficult question to answer. There's no real uh, succinct way to answer it because it just depends on when the shortlisting rounds are or if uh, the publisher is looking for something in particular at that point in time. So just as an example, let's say... You submitted something today that was about, uh, I don't know, like a dog. Um, but then right now, you know, it's like, oh, we have so many stories about dogs. You don't need one. And then maybe next year we can remember that one submission that was about a dog. You know, that might come back. So it could be a year later. But in general, you want to look for the shortlisting rounds, which are about once every few months. So I think if you don't hear back within maybe half a year maximum, then, yeah, that's probably a sign that they're not interested. And would you, like you've said that you would recommend that writers submit to more than one publisher, would you recommend if a person, say, submitted to Ethical, should they wait to apply, submit somewhere else, or would you recommend multiple Um, Usually what you'd see is people will um, give just out of consideration, they'll just say, I've also submitted this uh, elsewhere when they do submit, um, which is completely fine. And, you know, every publisher understands that. I know some people really want to get published with a particular publisher. Mm -hmm. So if it's like with ethical, then yeah, maybe you would wait a few months if you're really keen on that. But it's, it's, yeah, I would encourage submitting multiple places. Fantastic. Thank you for answering our listener questions, Leanne. Yes, of course. Um, I see that on the Ethical Books website, you also publish tips and advice on the Ethical blog. Um, So listeners can check that out at uh, www.ethicalbooks.com. And you were also going to give us a little bit of, I guess, the do's and don'ts of what first authors do and what they shouldn't do. Yeah, I just want to offer some advice, I suppose. I think, well, where's a good place to start? I think the first thing is when you first start writing or submitting, it, don't be easily discouraged. I think there's this like standard that people are just really hard on themselves to begin with. It is so unlikely for your first manuscript or your second or your third to be picked up by someone, you know? Um, so don't 
feel bad if that first one doesn't get published. In fact, I would actually encourage you to write multiple different stories before even submitting because there's so much that you learn from writing in, in itself and learning from the process and editing that that's just so invaluable to you, you know. Writing is a craft. It's something that you have to get better at and improve. It's a skill. So like any other skill, you have to keep doing it to get better at it. Um, don't have this expectation of yourself to be successful immediately. Uh, success does take time. Um, you can see that with many, many famous authors and really successful ones too. They get rejected. I don't know how many times before someone picks them up. Um, so sometimes it is just about the timing rather than um, the quality of your work. In saying that, though, it's also good to sort of let it go. There is a saying that I learned in uni. It's called kill your darlings. Uh, don't get too attached to your writing or your manuscripts. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is if someone offers you advice or constructive criticism about your work, um, don't take it personally. Make sure you have that distance from your work to understand that it needs to be improved, you know, at certain points. Not Nothing in this world is perfect. Writing is the same. So don't expect for everyone to be uh, your biggest fan or anything like that. Um, it's, it's always better for people to be honest with you so that you can improve your work than to stay at the same level your whole life believing that it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense. It's very hard when your character might really just be you or someone you love yes <laughs> and it's like oh yes, but that's 100%. me and someone has just it's, it's told very me the sentimental, brutal truth right? yes yes yeah um i think a good uh, a good editor or someone who offers constructive criticism you can tell that they're good at it if they give you feedback based on the content itself and the foundations of storytelling rather than trying to attack or diminish a particular character, mm. for example. You know, it's it's not like, oh, this character seems like XYZ. It would be like, oh, you need to develop this character by the middle of the story so that when we get to the resolution, this makes sense. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like letting go of that will really help you improve your work. So I think that's just really important. Also, another thing is just to understand your writing process. And that does take time. But I think some people I find, and I can tell in their submissions, they don't plan ahead. Mm. I know for a lot of people, um, they just sit, sit down and they start writing something and they just see where that takes them. That's fine, but you also want to make sure that you're refining that, uh, making sure that you're not submitting your first draft, you know, mm. edit it, get it to like the second or third draft, have other people read it, see what they think. Something that I do see quite frequently is people will submit and then they'll say something like, oh, my child loved it. And I, I'm thinking, that's that's wonderful. I'm glad that your child loves it, but they love you, you know, yes. as well. So they're probably going to love it no matter what. <laughs> so try to keep things, uh, try to keep a cool head and be objective about your work and plan ahead, uh, revise, rework everything. And yeah, do, do your research. Learn the fundamentals of storytelling. I know picture books kind of seem easy to write. I think some people have that idea of them just because they're short and to the point. But I would argue that picture books are some of the most difficult things to write because you have such a short uh, word limit, right? Mm, I agree. Um, the, the word count restriction is crazy. So to d be able to develop something properly takes so much work and effort and to ensure that things make sense. But that's another thing I want to say. Above all else, the story needs to make sense and yes. be cohesive. Sometimes when you write something, because you're the writer, 
everything makes sense in your head, <laughs> right? Like you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, I wrote this because uh, this character needs to go here. But for the reader, that sometimes doesn't make sense. That that's uh, that's not a train of logic that the reader can follow so easily. So just make sure that everything is cohesive. <laughs> I guess knowing your market as well. Um, yes, definitely. I know my grandmother has read some of my stuff. She's like, I don't really understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I, only because it was um, a ghost story and it wasn't really, like it was a bit science fiction and not quite aimed at that audience. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think exactly. yeah, if you've, um, you're trying to write for the wrong audience, it's like everybody has their own, their own favourite genre that they like to read. Um, so if you're... <laughs> you've hit the wrong genre it's not gonna work for your audience yeah of course i mean it's, it's always so subjective right but i think there is value sometimes in getting that opinion even if it's from someone that's like not necessarily the right audience i just find that everyone has such a different perspective and different things to bring to it um like when i do assessments one of my the first things i like to ask an author is what do you think this story is about you know because what usually what the author thinks and what the reader thinks are two different things. Mm. So trying to sort of unite them and make it harmonious is really um, key to making the story make sense um, and making sure that we're matching the story to the right audience, like you said. Mm. Like if I think that it's about friendship, but the author thinks it's about uh, I don't know what's a, what's the theme uh, grief or something like that they're like two completely separate things right so it would be marketed to a different audience so it's important that the vision stays the same mm. and I also find when I'm writing because I'm so old now getting myself <laughs> I'm sure that's back, not true. <laughs> back into a child's mind and because the world is like I was growing up in the 80s things of the world has really moved on Yes, yes. Um, and, and values are different and the way children play is different. And it's like, okay, what is going to appeal to my current market? Because the things I loved are not necessarily the things children love now. Um, yes. And do, do you see that a, a bit in the manuscripts you receive? Um, yes, sometimes. I think... Uh, less so, it's less so of a generational thing. Sometimes I just think it's it's a difficulty for the author to get into the mindset of their protagonist and mm. aligning that perspective and point of view with like a childlike sort of innocence can be really difficult. Um, sometimes I find that the the writing style can be very mature without like meaning to. It's mm. unintentional, and I can tell it's like no, but you're writing this as if you know the character is you like at your age yeah. um with your experience um so yeah I, I definitely agree with you it can be very difficult to overcome that yeah, and my children are 19 and 16 so I'm not spending time with little ones yes and I think that makes such a difference as well yes for sure um I, I think it's just trying to harness what it like I think even no matter what age you grew up in or what year or anything like that there's still some key things that are universal to to our experience of growing up you know like that innocence and the wonder that that kids have yeah. but the way they view the world is so different so trying to tap into that and remembering what it was like when we were young can be very good to harness in your writing and we also 
all of us want to be accepted and included in the world. And those, some of those experiences when you're growing up, you, you want to be able to share that with kids that that's something that is universal. Yes, of course, of course. I mean, at the end of the day, I think picture books are just such a great way to pass on knowledge and wisdom and all these different messages, you know. And we've been doing that since, like, the dawn of humanity or, or anything, you know, like through paintings or arts or anything like that. We're always trying to pass on a message, so. Amazing. And, Leanne, do you think we'll see any of your own work out and about in the future, or, or are you focusing on editing? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I think, for me, I, I definitely have a passion for editing. I love being able to help other people um, align their vision with their work. It's just about like getting them to the next step. For me, it's not as fulfilling to write. I know that sounds kind of strange. I know how um, great it is to write and be able to put thoughts down to words. But I think if I were to write, it may not be in picture book form. But to, to help other people, I definitely think that this is the, the right path for me, I suppose. <laughs> Well, um, I'll just give you a bit of a shout out to our listeners because I've personally had an assessment with you and I <laughs> found the experience really enjoyable in that I, I felt that you understood what my message was and that you gave me feedback that I could really use to improve my story. Um, so it wasn't perfect when it went to you, but it certainly um, helped me polish it to where I want it to be um, so I just want to say thank you and yes. yeah, oh, thank rec you. recommend you out to all of the aspiring authors that might need a little bit of um, uh, guidance with their picture books yes thank you for the shout out yeah I, I definitely I think it's one of those things where with editing if the editor can't give you suggestions on how to make something better they're probably not the right editor for you so I'm glad that I was able to give you actionable feedback yeah, it was amazing. So everybody jump onto Ethical Books and, and find the uh, link for the manuscript assessments and, and give uh, Leanne an email and hopefully she can help you out. Yay! <laughs> Happy to help out everyone. So thank you so much for being with me here today, Leanne. I really appreciate the chat and hopefully um, we've been able to um, give some advice out to some of the authors out there that are uh, maybe feeling a bit nervous about submitting and hopefully that gives them a little bit of a push to start. Yes, I hope uh, so. <laughs> sending out manuscripts so everybody can get published. <laughs> that's, that's the dream, isn't it? It is. Okay, thank you, Leanne. All right, thank you so much. Writing stories for children can seem like a very simple task, but there is a skill involved in bringing memorable characters and their worlds to life. Anyone can write a picture book, but not everyone can write a picture book that becomes a child's favourite bedtime story. The best children's picture books fire up their imaginations, evoke emotion, and stay within their memories forever. Authors Online was created to provide aspiring authors the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to become a published children's book author. Our extensive industry knowledge will be shared with you and provide you with the basic principles behind writing for children, picture book publishing guidelines, and updates on the current market and publishing environment. And as a special offer for Totally Lit listeners, if you go to authorsonline.com.au, you can apply the discount code of LIT20, that's L-I-T-2-0, to access discount content at authorsonline.com.au. 
Some of you may know that I have two wonderful sons who both have Asperger's and ADHD. We have had a long journey over the last 19 years navigating the world of disability, so advocacy for disability and for those with special needs is a topic close to my heart. So I jumped at the chance to be a judge for the first annual Foreverability Book Awards. The awards have been created to showcase picture books through to middle grade books in the following themes disability, illness long or short term, and own voice. Entries close the 1st of December 9pm Melbourne time. An author, illustrator, agent or publisher may enter a title. Entries by current living residents of Australia or New Zealand only. Books must be published in Australia or New Zealand before 1st of January 2010 and October 31st 2021. No unpublished manuscripts. Awesome prizes donated from well-known industry professionals including online courses, book packs, manuscript edits, critiques, assessments, mentoring, software packages and you can even win a guest spot to chat with me on an episode of Totally Lit. Go to www.foreverability.org.au to check out the entry criteria and the prize list for more information. That's www.foreverability.org.au I'm also very excited to share that although I'm not eligible to enter this year's awards, I will be able to in 2023. I just got news that my first picture book is going to be published. I can't wait to share it with you and when it is released. And just a little tip for all the aspiring authors out there, don't give up, your persistence will pay off. That's it from me for this episode. Don't forget to read, write, create, ignite.